This is a podcast from thepupilageblog.com. Hi, and welcome to the new edition of the Pupilage Blog podcast. This podcast brings you the latest news from thepupilageblog.com. Pupilage news and the important links for pupilage applications. It has been a vocative and somewhat thought-provoking week this week with the controversial news that barristers will face a duty to report misconduct by their colleagues. This comes under new rules proposed by the bars regulator. Whilst on the other hand, rules have been relaxed to allow barristers to talk to the media. Commentaries by some barristers across Twitter have questioned whether the new change may be used as a litigation tactic. The jury's out on this one, and only time will tell if this is to be the case. Staying with Twitter, it would seem that the uptake by both barristers and chambers to use this social networking hub is on the increase. Evidence of this social mobility change can also be derived from Baroness Deitch, who is said to have persuaded the Bar Standards Board this week to start engaging upon Twitter. Turning now to the pupilage blog itself. One of the most searched items on the blog is that of a covering letter for pupilage. Providing a succinct application which meets the expectations in content for any prospective pupilage committee is an absolute must. Therefore, as the opening of the pupilage season draws ever closer, my focus on today's blog is the importance of preparation for that all-important pupilage application form and that final submission to chambers. One of the key requirements of any submission process is to have a good knowledge about the chambers that you'll be submitting your pupilage portal application to. Likewise, this would be exactly the same for any non-all-pass pupilage portal application process too. My thoughts on this are to always try and make some initial contact with the appropriate chambers, or, at the very least, read up on all sets within the area of law that you are looking to specialise within. In any event, an absolute must for any pupil is to attend the Target Jobs National Pupilage Fair. Now, there's a link to this on the Pupilage blog, so click on it and you'll be taken directly to the National Jobs National Pupilage Fair and that will give you more details about the different events that will be taking place on the day, along with the different sets of chambers that will be there as well. Now, this event is going to be held at Lincoln's Inn on Saturday the 5th of March. The event will give you both the opportunity to investigate different sets of chambers, whilst at the same time actually engage with the representative barristers. This is a really well-attended event, and my tip here is to get ahead of the game and pre-register. Once again, if you click on the link on the pupilage block, it will take you directly to the National Pupilage Fair website where you'll be able to pre-register. This, of course, will enable you to make the very most of your time at the pupilage fair and tick off those very chambers that you want to go and see. More importantly, go and question those barristers and find out whether or not there is a mindset there for either you or for them. And either way, you'll get a feeling of what that set's going to be like. Another thing to think about there also is, are you going to be able to get a mini pupillage with them? Discuss it. Find out what the options are. Find out how many pupils they take on a year. And, more importantly, see if you can get that sought-after mini pupillage. Remember, experience with a set of chambers, which includes a mini pupillage, often helps in the application process. Now, a key question that you may be asked about at any interview or on any application form, 
will be your views and opinions upon the bar. Last year, at the University of Cambridge, the Honourable Michael Belloff, QC, delivered the 2010 Sir David Williams Lecture, entitled A View from the Bar. Mr Belloff explained in detail his views of development of the barrister's profession over the last 40 years. Last week, I tweeted the link to the video of this engaging and often compelling lecture, which runs for approximately an hour in length. Now, if you're serious about obtaining a place in Chambers, then I urge you to click on that link. Once again, the link can be found at thepupilageblog.com. Just click on it and it will take you directly to the lecture, where you'll be able to view it online. As the Pupilage blog continues to tweet away with regular updates upon Twitter, I will be providing a new daily editorial feature upon the Daily Pupilage legal Twitter. This new editorial will give an insight into some of the daily legal tweeters, along with highlighting the best of the daily tweeting features and articles. So, put your feet up and enjoy. Now, I will give you an example of one of the editorials that we've had earlier this week. Magic Circle Minx tweets on the persuasive issues surrounding tweeting and blogging, whilst avoiding the legal roller coaster of the Contempt of Court Act. While Guardian Law tweets about an equally engaging feature upon why lawyers, who fall foul of the legal watchdog, should be named. This well-written article is penned from the tabloid ink of Neil Rose from The Guardian. Turning to more entertaining articles, Ward Bloor G brings a light-hearted tweet directly from the Ward Bloor G blog with a hilarious trainee lawyer tips, a.k.a. The Eleven Commandments. Certainly one to see and to read. Finally, Gav Ward tweets on Legal Legal MHM's blog, a diarised blog which provides a compulsive insight into the world of the Scottish legal practice student, with today's feature focusing upon why lawyers should tweet. So, happy reading on that editorial, and as I say, it is something which is published on an almost daily basis, and it gives you an insight into some of those tweeters who publish legal tweets across Twitter. Now turning to pupillage application and interview tools for 2011. As the new year starts, the flurry of pupillage application to non-Olpass sets begins. This year, I will be including on the pupillage blog links to the individual chambers seeking pupils for both 2011 and 2012, which can all be found under the Open Pupillage Applications. This is found on the pupillage blog on the side columns. In addition, I will be providing ongoing links to help would-be pupils with their applications and pupillage interviews. For any successful pupillage application, both the layout and content are paramount. To provide some insight and a structured example of this, there is a non-OPAS CV of which you can link into from the pupillage blog. Just simply click on the non-pupillage OPAS CV link. When you've opened the link, you'll be presented with a CV. Now, there are some important points to take from this. First of all, look at the layout. Now, the example given here is for a non-Olpass set of chambers. So, it's very important that you try and craft it in a way which is logical and is structurally sound. Whilst we can look at the non-Olpass CV, it's also time to get your head around the pupillage portal application. 
Too often, typically, applications are left to the very last minute, and it really is important that you plan ahead. This application is time-consuming, and given the importance attached to the first-round applications, you need to be mindful that your application merits the requirements of Chambers and is compelling in content. Whilst the pupillage portal application is subject to some changes each year, I would certainly recommend to be one stage ahead of the game, given that you must individually select each set of chambers and present your considered reasoning. On pupillageblog.com, you can click directly to the pupillage portal application. And more importantly, the link that is provided here gives you a good example of a sample pupillage portal application. Please bear in mind that this is subject to change this year. However, making a start and trialling a sample form will help you and aid you in the process of getting your application prepared for Chambers. Turning now to the interview process itself. Now, this can be somewhat daunting, especially as each pupillage interview will be so uniquely different. The key here is to ensure that you are fully prepared and that you are mindful of the specific requirements needed for your chosen set. Having conducted fastidious research upon Chambers, you now need to be prepared for those all-important questions. The College of Law have produced an excellent fact sheet to prepare pupils for the interview process. Once again, you can click on the direct link at pupillageblog.com. This, in turn, will show you the example which has been provided by the College of Law on how to prepare for pupillage interviews. Finally, turning to the Pupillage Blog podcast, I will be providing regular updates, which of course will be available to download directly from the Pupillage blog and of course iTunes. The unique content will include news and articles from the blog, along with updated legal news which will be tweeted through Twitter and the daily Pupillage blog Legal Twitter, which is published daily. So, until next time, take care, good luck with those applications, and I'll speak to you soon. As always, just in time. This is a podcast from the pupilageblog.com.